Welcome to Tales She Told Me, a podcast featuring ordinary women who have overcome and done extraordinary things. I'm your host, Farah Haydar. So it's time for another solo episode. You know, sometimes I struggle with what to say on these episodes, but this one kind of came easy. So shortly, I will have been married for 20 years. Yep, 20 years. It's a long time. And in some ways, a really short one. (laughs) So I thought, why not talk about marriage? Because that's an easy one, right? Right. I wish I could tell you that after 20 years, I had something super profound to say. Um, In some ways, I have more questions than answers, more theories than certitudes. But I can share with you the few things that I know to be true. Side note, please remember that I'm talking about marriages that are pretty okay and have the basic elements to last. Of course, there are marriages that should end, so that's not what I'm talking about here, okay? But first, let me state my admiration for marriage's PR person. I'm only half joking here, really. Truly, best PR person in the world, right? Best PR campaign around marriage in the world. I don't think I know any other institution or state of being that is marketed so hard and so relentlessly and so untruthfully. Honestly, a lot of the things that you hear about marriage, especially as a single person, seems to have one goal, sell you on marriage. Well, I'm not here to do that. In fact, I think I've talked more people out of getting married than I should have. But I don't regret it. Because if you're going to choose this journey, you should do it with your eyes wide open. Like, let's start out with this whole idea of wedded bliss. Let's just bust this myth right now, right? Wedded bliss is temporary at best. And if you're going into marriage thinking it's going to be all about happiness and about having this person that totally gets you and supports you all the time and it's all going to be smooth sailing, yeah, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I mean, have you ever wondered why people end up with partners that seem to drive them crazy or really challenge them? I mean, why wouldn't they just choose partners that are super easy to be around and totally on point, right? That's not who they seem to be attracted to, even though they've definitely met people like that. So why? Well, it's because marriage isn't really about happiness. It's about growth. I know. Biggest plot twist ever, right? Marriage's PR person lied, I told you. No happily ever after as you sail into the sunset. Nope. Instead, it's recognizing your own patterns and shortcomings and how they're contributing to your relationship. It's examining what beliefs, ideas, and resentments you're projecting onto your partner and how you can deal with them better. It's recognizing your own wounds and working to heal them. This is where you hear that whole marriage's work thing. And you think it's about date nights and patience. No one talks about the part where it's excavating your own past and healing from it. So let's just abandon this idea that marriage is about happiness. It can bring happiness and often does when you realize it's about the work first. And here's your second plot twist. Marriage, they tell you that marriage is about becoming one, right? Yeah, that doesn't work. And frankly, it's boring. I mean, really, do you want to blend your personalities into a seamless mush of oneness? where you can finish each other's sentences and always know what they're thinking? 
Like, why would you bother asking if you know what they're thinking? Where is the fun in that? The spice of marriage is in the differences. It's in realizing that 20 years later, they can still surprise you. What you have to learn to do is appreciate those differences. Like, let me give you an example. My husband and I, we vacation very differently, all right? He's kind of like a board a plane, drop me off in the center of a city and get lost kind of guy. I'm more like, let's see what there is to do, have a good idea of the things I want to accomplish, drive around, map out the city, make sure I have multiple escape routes, and stay on plan kind of girl. Needless to say, this often means we're walking in different directions as we travel. And for a long time, this exhausted me. I just wanted a plan. Was that so hard? I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing. But you know what? I need my husband's sense of adventure. I need his ability to just deal with things simply rather than always having a plan. Now we both contribute to our vacations. A little bit of planning, a little bit of adventure, a little bit of wandering. We appreciate that no matter how uncomfortable it makes us, there is value in our different approaches. And we let each other lead where each one of us excels. You see, marriage isn't about becoming one. It's about being a team and allowing each teammate to lead and thrive where they do best. With respect for their different approach and an openness to grow out of your own limitations. And just a side note here, we all bring ideas, especially gender-based ideas, into what each of us should do in a marriage. Yeah, the quicker you abandon that, the happier you're going to be. Because the truth is, yeah, some women are super organized and should be charged of organizing events, and some women are not. And some men are great with bills, and some men are not. And you just have to figure out what you all both actually do best, and then just do that. Forget about what you've been told. See, we're told a lot of things about marriage. Um, and gender roles are some that we just automatically absorb through the culture, and they're reinforced in a bazillion ways. But we're also talked a lot about, like, compatibility. You know, you should be compatible with the person you're with. I mean, this is kind of obvious. You don't want to be incompatible, right? Um, but I think we talk about compatibility all wrong. See, when you hear people talk about their relationships, they're like, oh, we like to do the same things, like work out or read or play board games. And we both like to travel and we went to the same schools. And isn't it funny? Our parents are both engineers. <laughs> yeah, that's not compatibility. That's having common interests and background, which helps in a marriage. But it's not the secret sauce. Compatibility is about compatibility of values. What common values do you have? Like, what takes precedence? Family or personal independence? What are your personal belief systems around money and security? Are you the kind that can skate away with one month of savings? Or do you need a solid sex? Are you a dig deep roots kind of person who wants to stay in one place? Or a transitional, I'm here while I'm here, dweller. Do you value lifestyle over success? Is it important for you to actually build something? 
or is your job just a footnote in your life? Where do you draw the line on what you're willing to do for your career, your origin family, your friends, your chosen family? You see, if what you value aligns, the other differences are just something you can manage. Yeah, my husband and I both value the education and adventure that travel brings, even though we do it very differently. See, we can figure out the mechanics of that, but we wouldn't be able to overcome a barrier where, let's say, he wasn't open to taking any risks, and that's all I wanted to do. Which, of course, brings me to plot twist number three, right? A lot of the times people assume that in happy marriages, you never consider leaving. Yeah, I've been around a lot of really happily married couples, even ones that look idyllic. And I don't think I've ever met one that hasn't considered leaving at some point. I would venture to say that all marriages almost fail for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's outside stressors. Sometimes it's a failure on our own part to grow. Sometimes it's just boredom. You know, forever, after all, is a long time. But the people that stay married are the ones that refuse to give up. They keep coming back to the table with an openness and a willingness to change, adapt, adjust, grow. Again, marriage really is about growth. I think the biggest realization I've had about marriage is that your choice of partner is the single most important decision you will make in your life. I mean, we all kind of know it's a really important decision, but living it, I would say, literally, there is no more important decision you can make. There is no other decision that will affect your success, livelihood, happiness, and old age as who you marry. I saw this set of stats the other day that charted time spent with people over the years. And, you know, under 20, you spend a lot of time with your family, with your friends. And then between 20 to 30, it's mostly coworkers and friends. Your parents really fall off in your 20s and 30s, um, like 20 to 30. And then as we age, though, our time with our spouse is the only measure that increases over time. Meaning, you know, we start off with less time in the 30s. And then as we grow into our 40s and 50s and 60s, time with our spouses just balloons as time with friends and coworkers shrinks. Basically, your spouse is the only person that you will spend more and more time with as you grow older. And over the course of your lifetime, obviously, depending on when you get married, it will probably be the person you spend the most time with throughout your entire life. And their attitudes about money, children, and success will affect you and how supported you feel in your marriage. They can cause you to not be able to do things that you want to. Will your spouse understand the pull to do something you've always wanted to do? And if they don't, will they support it anyways because they believe in you? And look, when I talk about this, a lot of people go into like what I call worst case scenario mode. Like one spouse spends all the money while the other makes it or one spouse believes in fidelity and the other doesn't. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. It can be a lot more subtle than that. See, there's this, this story my husband always tells, right? We had just had our second child, and we had moved into this beautiful new house, and he had what I call a golden handcuffs job. Security, great benefits, you name it. But he was miserable. So he came to me saying, 
He wanted to leave and do something much riskier. Now, pause for a moment here. If I was the type of person who valued security above all else, what would my response be? It would be stay with the job. The security is all that matters. But see, my husband and I have a shared value of freedom. We value our freedom, our ability to create and build over security. So I said, yes, go for it, with a few caveats to ensure our family could make it. And he honored those caveats. Why? Because we have that shared value of our family comes first, always. Now, I could have played a very different role in my husband's life and his happiness. I could have asked him to bear the boredom in favor of keeping our family safe and secure. Basically, I could have taken our shared value of family importance to trump the freedom card. And there would have been nothing wrong with that. And you know what? He would have done it. And probably done it gladly. But we got lucky that we shared the same values. He left the job, did something risky. It was a little rocky for two or three years. But he is so much happier. And that's what I mean about this being the most important decision in your life. And it shows up in the most subtle of ways. And that's all that 20 years has really given me, (laughs) which is kind of surprising. I think that, you know, I probably will have many, many more epiphanies as the next 20 years um, come by. Because you know what? Marriage is this ever, ever evolving thing. But the knowledge that marriage is really about growth, that it's not about being one unit, but two people who choose to become a team, who honor each other's strengths, regardless of gender roles, and who come back to the table again and again, willing to put in the work. Thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you got something out of that. Reach out on all social media platforms at Farah Hadar. And tell me, what have you learned about marriage? Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you'll get notified when the next episode is available. Also, I'm giving away a PDF of some of the best quotes we've had on the show, beautifully designed to print and journal your thoughts. Email me at farah at farahheydar.com and title it Quotes. Talk to you soon. Till then, chase your happy. (laughs) 